Hi, and welcome to Parenting Paradox, where self-improvement leads to better parenting. That's what I'm talking about. Hmm? All right. Thanks for joining us. Hi, we're back. We are here with you together and uh, inspired. Mm-hmm. We have some things to talk about today. We had a, a fun day today, though. I, I smashed our four-year-old's fingers in the car of the door. That was fantastic. He wasn't crying, though, when I he, saw him. He did, he did get over it very quickly. I just want you guys to know that ice cream solves everything. <laughs> I, That's true, even when you're a grown-up like me. I yeah, <laughs> he was fine. I mean, it, it was just the tip of his finger, and he got a scrape on his finger. But man, mm-hmm. he was screaming. And okay. anyway, it was only for a second. I noticed it right away. Took his un- opened the door and got his hand out. But it was terrible. I'm happy I was not there for that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It would have been a very stressful situation. Yeah. But I told him right away. I was like, I'm so sorry. Do you want to go home right now and get a band aid, or do you want to still get ice cream? Was this at the store? Yeah, it was as we were getting out of the car to get, oh. go to the store. Oh. Oh, yeah. That was and fun. And he cried through it and went to the store? Immediately. Eyes on the prize. Eyes on the prize. He said, you are not- I'm getting ice cream. <sighs> so I was like, okay, well, you've got to make sure you pick out the Can ice cream. Can we pay with blood? Yeah, right? <laughs> we would have been able to. That <laughs> oh, was a, just a little bit of blood. Ooh. But anyway, that was the uh, exciting component of my day today. Uh, yeah. I... I'm back in school full-time as a full-time student um, as a nursing major. So I spent a large chunk of the day studying, reading, taking quizzes, and writing essays. So um, maybe to some people it sounds like it wouldn't be fun, but it was actually really nice. I really enjoyed um, going back to school and learning lots of fun stuff. Yeah. Learning, FYI, is so good for the libido. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, that and the end, and we're back at we're exercising pretty consistently now. We're kind of back on the the train of self care, aren't we? You're you're exercising regularly, and so am I. Yeah. And we have had a sober February. Yeah. Not because drinking was a problem, just because it's slowing us down. Yeah. I think it doesn't serve doesn't serve me in my either. in my best uh, best self. I and... do like tequila still. I'm just realizing it's slowing me down. I've got too many things. I don't have time to be feeling crummy in the morning. Yeah, maybe when you're you know in your late twenties, you can you know still have a have a few a few cocktails or a glass of wine, and yeah. and you can wake up feeling you know good to go the next morning. No, but... I still felt like crap in my twenties. Okay, well either way, I felt pretty good up until my late twenties, and nowadays. You know, approaching forty, I'm very, uh, very much a little bit alcohol, and it is a tough sell to get up and get moving and shaking in the morning. Well, you have really healthy coping mechanisms, so you don't use. I don't think you've ever used alcohol as a, as a coping mechanism. I think I was for a while there. I was drinking a white claw <laughs> and doing my homework. <laughs> uh, pretty much on a nightly basis, maybe one to two. It wasn't like um, I believe. Uh, it's considered moderate intake for a woman to have two drinks a night. So I was moderately drinking while doing my homework. But you I weren't having two a night. You were having two. Yeah. Not every night. Um, it was like quite a bit. It was like a us eight pack of them in a week. Okay. Well, still okay. It's still it's a little less than two a night, but still it still felt like I was. It's a little over often. one a night. 
One and a half. Okay. I'll say one and a half. Either way. But anyway, I was still having it and trying to get up with the kids at like 6 a.m. I've been waking up earlier, going to bed earlier. And I, you could just feel it. You can taste it in your mouth. You just don't want to go work out. And it's been good. I don't have time. I just, like I said, ain't I, nobody got time for that. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been great. The getting up earlier yeah. and, and the get, going to bed earlier, I think, has also mm -hmm. been really nice. Is you know, it doesn't keep you up quite as late. And all the way around, sleep is just such a uh, a fleeting gift when you have kids in the house. Mm -hmm. So you know, anything you're doing to disrupt sleep in particular, you know, having any, any sort of, uh, libations, mm -hmm. um, is a step in the wrong direction when you're trying to be your best self for your children and your family. Yeah. And, and, uh, I think we both realized as well that we needed to come together and get really, really organized considering the fact that I'm back in school it is actually like a full-time job or like a part-time job. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably studying about four hours a day. So we really had to get straight with how we were going to make this work between him working full time, all of managing all of the kids activities, which are about four, four, five days a week, five, yeah, days, a five week. days a week. And then me going back to school. So we really had to get organized and structured and the not drinking, like I said, is just getting in the way. So yeah, we're, we're kicking butt this month. So. This month, this year, 2020 month, vision. Yeah, the month of, yeah, clear vision. Clear, clear vision. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been also kind of pondering uh, a fun question, and that's today's topic is uh, as we've been doing a little bit more communication, communication and thinking about parenting in general and relationship and all that stuff, we, we were pondering the question of like, how do you actually uh, measure success as a parent and so we googled a little bit and you know one of them was like oh do you measure the success of your parent by the quality of your relationship with your child or do you measure it by how effectively your child listens or is controlled or do you control or in the happiness the outward appearance or feeling of happiness yeah the child exudes yeah that's another one that's a good a good one as well. Also, just like their success, yeah. you know, and and that's uh, something that I thought was a fascinating topic. And I kind of have my own concept of mm -hmm. what it means to be a successful parent. But um, um, it's something that I, I, I want to open up as a as a topic and a, and okay. a discussion. Okay. Well, what do you? How do you measure your success as a parent? I measure success as a parent. As if I've done my job, I will give the give our children they the tools to find their purpose. Just so you know, our dishwasher just finished. Yeah, we nailed that. It's <laughs> fancy. Um, sorry about that. So, <laughs> giving our our kids the the grounding and the foundation uh, to be confident and to find their purpose. You know, I do I. I'm a little bit old school in that concept that I, I do believe that people have a purpose in life. And a lot of times we can get so stuck in following other people, people's direction, like in school, for instance, you're always following like a teacher's direction or your parents are, you know, if you have a, a helicopter parent, they're always telling you what to do. And so you're not thinking 
on you your just own. You have to be obedient and not free, th- not a free thinker, right? <clears throat> yeah, not being a free thinker. And, you know, I, I talk to even, you know, people that are our same age in their late 30s, early 40s that still have no idea, you know, what they truly want out of life. And they get, they get stuck in comfort mm-hmm. and being in a place of like, it's, it's comfortable, it's easy. And I'm, not, I'm moderately happy, not yeah. crazy happy, but I'm not. And, and that's one of one of the, the quotes I always love to go back to is the only thing worse than a terrible job is a really damn good job mm. because you'll leave a terrible job in a minute for your dream job, but a really damn good job you will never or most cases you will not just leave for your dream job. You'll be there forever. And that's like the idea of finding your purpose or being grounded and confident enough in yourself and also like self-reflective enough to look in the mirror and be quiet with yourself to find and really articulate what your purpose is or, you know, get into a, you know, you could say meditation or prayer or however you want to, to find that, but giving your child that grounding to really, really, see what's called forth out of them and and be wise enough and grounded enough to listen for it Mm. and pay attention. I agree with you. Do you feel like any of the kids at this point are exuding that confident knowing what their purpose is? I don't think they're all quite there yet. I feel like it's it's a it's an exposure game. It's about getting them getting them exposed to a lot of things. It's like a lens, right? Like Mm -hmm. as you expose them to different things, you expand their lens right? and different experiences just give them a new way to look at something and a new perspective to look at that. Mm -hmm. And I do, I do believe with as much work as we do in um, coaching them in language and ensuring that they're, operating from language of possibility mm-hmm. and abundance versus limitation mm-hmm. and and yeah and fear that is a that's an open mindedness right that's a um, experiential like um, foundation for them to mm-hmm. be able to look at things from multiple perspectives and not being completely tunnel vision as to this is the only way something is well, I am seeing some breakthroughs with our older child in particular because I don't think we really adopted this parent parenting style or really had this kind of focus before when she was in that critical period. She kind of was Well, we were in the grind too. I mean we were we in the grind. So I feel a bunch like of little kids under five. Yeah. I feel like we are not undoing, but definitely um I'm seeing recovery. Mm, yeah, we're, from, do, we're doing our, our best. From our old ways. Yeah. Her a lot. I'm seeing uh, growth in, in her confidence. Yeah. In her willingness to, to try new things. Yeah. And her open-mindedness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So no, for she, any she, of those parents, it's never it's never too late to, to... Well, it's always a work in progress. It's always a work in progress, but even if they're older... It's never going to be 
There's closed. always opportunity. There's always, yeah, there's always opportunity for growth out of that. Yeah, like today, for instance, I was at the Sky Zone in Carlsbad. If anybody is uh, is out there in North County, San Diego, oh, yeah. uh, Sky Zone just opened up. They remodeled what was there before. I forget what it was um, called. But it, House of Air. They, re, they remodeled House of Air and rebranded it, and it's a new owner and everything and a new franchise. And Sky Zone Carlsbad is rad. Go yeah. check it out. But we were there today, and our oldest daughter immediately, the place was packed. It's a holiday. And the place was packed. And so she immediately was like, oh, it, there's too many people here. I want to go home. I want to go home. I'm like, uh, no, we already checked in. We have a membership. By, by the way, it was like 70 bucks for our whole, all four kids to have it yeah. for a month. But we just had to subscribe for two months. We were like, yeah, we're in. And we're there every day. And we're, we've been there like every other day. So her great. initial response was fear, which oh, is yeah. probably due oh. to our old... Over, well, it's it's due to overwhelm. Like she, we've been going there and it's been empty, so they've had the whole place to themselves. But it ended up she had it's an opportunity. Yeah, she had way more fun. I was like, listen, this place is packed. You got to go in there and you got to if you want to do something, you got to go get in line and you got to go do it. Like, don't let other people just have a bunch of fun while you sit here and pout. Yeah. And so anyway, after about fifteen minutes, all of them warmed up and they started, you know, getting out there and getting doing, relaxed, getting getting and doing things and. She loves to do the jousting. Oh, she's an American beam. Ninja Warrior, by the way. Yeah, she loves that. And so <laughs> she got out there and uh, she usually is just going against like her siblings and maybe a couple of their kids that are there. But this time there were big kids there. There were boys and there Lined were... Lined up. Neil sends me a video while I'm studying of her on top of the beam with her, what would you call that? Like jousting Yeah, it's a little jousting thing. pole. With a line of at least there's about six or seven six boys yeah waiting with her <laughs> just going she kept knocking them off going, one after come another on. and they were all lining up to try and beat her but it was great because she did lose to a smaller boy she got all angry about it and she's you know oh it's not fair it's not fair and she storms off for a minute she she comes by over to me and I'm all I'm all what what's going on she's all oh, I don't like him I was like rain. I was like, "Did you did you learn? You you did you see what he did? He because he bull rushed her. He kind of like not ran. about the size of a kid. Yeah, he kind of ran at her and caught her off guard because everybody kind of steps out slowly and then starts hitting each other side to side. And she's got really balance, really good balance with that. Mm -hmm. But he kind of bull rushed and ran right at her, and she tried to to take him on with brute strength. And I was like, you know, if somebody comes at you like that, don't try to use your muscle and and push back against them." Let them you've got, fall off. Well, you've got to just use leverage and you've got to push them to the side right. and just kind of deflect their energy. Don't try to push it back at them. Isn't that just a metaphor for life? Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just deflect. Don't don't try to go. Don't try and absorb it and yeah. handle it. Yeah, don't try to deal with it. Yeah. But she she immediately switched. Like in a second, because you know, I, I was like, I was like, get back up there and just, you know, you let him use his energy against himself and just deflect it right off to the side. That's what you're trying to do anyway. Mm -hmm. What do you know? She does it again, and the kid comes, and that kid, it was his first one, and he beat her. He was that was his first attempt, and he beat her, and he was like, he started screaming. He was like, ah, because she had beaten like five boys before her. Really? Oh yeah, and he just like he like went all NFL like 
linebacker sack mode on her and just started like screaming and like wow. yeah it was really weird like <laughs> it was very weird because it was like oh he, he just like did a full touchdown celebration uh because he knocked a girl off the balance beam out it was very funny you know what we can only we can only parent our own children yeah exactly <laughs> it was very weird but either way you know he he had something going on but here's the other component is when she got another chance at it, he did actually beat like two or three kids and then she got to go again. And the second time he tried to bull rush her again and she did exactly what I told her and she just kind of deflected him to the side and he fell off. And he literally like had, he didn't start crying, but he like welled up and he, his Aww. tear, he got tears in his eyes. Cause he, you know, it's good for her to see that process though. Oh yeah. But it was, it was a very, I was like, this is the best thing Lesson. this is the best thing ever like all these lessons these kids are learning so many lessons that's why play is so important oh yeah but it was it was fantastic i was having such a blast just watching because there was a solid 20 plus kids cycling in and out of these jousting wow. things and you know there were you know kids that were as tall as me you know six foot little beanpole kids mm -hmm. uh there were um a few older ones like just all different sizes and it was just fascinating to see how they're all handling defeat and very interesting when you see a bigger kid get knocked down by a smaller kid or a boy get knocked down by a girl and it's just like seeing how they deal with that and how they they process it was was very interesting and uh you'd I was, say that was successful oh yeah it was fantastic and um anyway really really fun but that was a part of seeing rain and seeing her because usually she kind of shuts down about things you know mm -hmm. or she has in the past she has like shut down a little bit yeah when, i haven't seen her do that when she lately yeah but she's she's really gotten much better about that and she took you know she took some blows today and she took some losses but it was that that getting humbled is so important i feel like oh yeah in today's day and age more and more learn, you're gonna fall down a lot yeah more and more there's there's so much emphasis on being a winner and everybody getting a trophy and well i was i wasn't even thinking that mm -hmm. i was thinking there's so much um less there's so much less opportunity for kids to go out and just play like mm -hmm. think how often do our kids play unsupervised with other kids in something that they're competing with like rarely when i was a kid that's all we did yeah, that's all we did too. You know, all we did was run around the neighborhood. It was always a race. It was always a game of football. It was always a game of basketball. It was always a game well, of some sort. Technology influences that a lot now with video games and tablets well, and. Well, just in general, and the the general consensus of like, oh no, your kids safe. always need to be supervised. Your kids always need to be, you know, in a bubble almost. Yeah. And that's something that it was really nice to have. That's what I love about. Sky Zone, Carlsbad. Well, yeah, and you just let them run you free. You kind of can let them in. Yeah, there is only one in exit, and yeah, there's only one way and one way out. And you you keep an and eye you on your kids. Kind of give them free reign, but they yeah. don't aren't necessarily supervised. So you yeah. give them that freedom. Yeah, and we've become really uh, like all the little attendants and managers know us and our kids because we've been there seven days in the last ten. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's. Uh, it's something where it's nice to see them have to figure things out and it's, get the opportunity yeah. to do things. It's calculated freedom. Yeah. Yeah. They don't really realize. They feel like they've got full freedom, but they are in a 
what I would call a safe environment. Yeah. But in today's world where there's, you know, participation trophies for just trying and you don't necessarily have winners and losers. And I have feel to like teach it, a child to cope with the loss. Yeah. That, that, that loss coping is, we're guilty of that. Like teaching them, oh, yeah. teaching them to lose gracefully has been a challenge. And it was, it's been really nice to see a, how she, she handled it today and was able to get back up and right. persevere and take it as a learning experience, not as she lost, mm. you know? Um, so that, that was great. I really enjoyed that. Um, but that, that was like successful parenting. That's how you'd measure what going back to our questions successful. Yeah. I, I think that if, um, if we allow our kids to be grounded and confident enough to self-reflect, grow, learn, and ultimately as they mature into adulthood, you know, we don't, I mean, no, I don't know very many people that knew what their purpose or calling in life was, you know, before they were in their mid or late twenties or even later. I don't even think that's a question that's posed to children. Wonder if we, we talk about that with our kids at this point. I don't even think that I even knew that that was a thing when I was a child, that, that I had a purpose. It's just, Mm. it was just, it was just get a job, go to college, get a job. I wasn't told at a young age. Oh, Were you? I wasn't, purpose in life? I wasn't told I wasn't. that. Imagine if you all, had all those years to reflect. I, to really I was never it. told that I had a purpose, but I always knew I had a purpose. Mm. Like I always felt like there was a reason I, I was I might have innately felt it, but I never, it wasn't discussed. It was just, could you imagine though? It's like this, there's this unsaid thing that is in the back of your brain all these years. And when someone says it and confirms that feeling, you're more likely to reach for it and trust it and and uh, go with that gut feeling. It doesn't just stay a voice. You go, oh, okay, you've confirmed the feeling that I've had all along. Maybe I should search for that. Yeah. Well, and for me, like, I believe very much in, you know, this 3D world that we experience is such a, a glimpse of what's actually happening. Like, for instance, we can only see 1% of the light that is actually present in our atmosphere. Like 99% of what's available, we can't even see. That alone is like, you know, they they say you have to see it to believe it. Right. Well, there's only one tiny little minuscule amount of what we are actually seeing. That is the true reality of what's what's around and and what's, what's available. And so that's the same thing with hearing. Like we can't hear all of the sounds that are actually heard, you know, that like dogs, for instance, like they have those whistles that we can't even hear yet they can hear them. So the whole concept of like our five senses and something has to be real in, in within our five senses for us to believe it about it mm-hmm. is just an interesting concept. And that's something where, you know, I think, I think with our, our kids, it's very important to trust them when they hear, see, feel, or, or experience something right? like in, in their life and getting them to trust, trust themselves, themselves. Exactly. Like that's the, the grounding and the, the confidence component of like, you, you get to trust yourself, you know, and, and, and I believe you, even though I'm not experiencing it myself. Right. 
Like that's one thing I know a lot of parents, you know, shut their kids down about is. Because that's not their, they're not experiencing that reality. So if it's not something that they've seen or experienced, it can't be true. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll, I'll share a, a silly one, but you know, Sonny told me one day after that school, she was like, you know, dad, sometimes I can, I can stop time at school and everyone else is standing still, but I can still move. Yeah. And like the first thing I told her, I was like, can you control it? Mm -hmm. Which is probably not what most parents, a lot of parents would right. say. They'd probably be like, you're crazy. Right. And, but I, I want to, I want to nurture the abundance and the infinite, the infinitude, you know, mm -hmm. of anything is possible. And I told her, I was like, well, Hashtag infinitude. right. <laughs> I told her, I was like, well, next time that happens, mm -hmm. just take a real deep breath and just, just be patient and, and see if you can start or stop it or control it. Mm -hmm. Amazing. You know, and that's, that's the, the mindset that I, that I like to bring to allowing them to play freely. Right. And I, I honestly, initially I think years ago, probably would have never believed that, but I think, but I know being married to Niels, I don't ever squash those questions or those ideas. I have learned to just take it in and embrace it and say, yes, absolutely. And I didn't realize that their reality is different than mine, you know, yeah. that they're experiencing things differently. And that I was parenting, parenting them based on what I thought to be true. And that can be different for everybody. Yeah. Well, we all, and we all start from a different lens Yeah. for looking at something, you know, like. So we're really encouraging those kinds of thoughts and conversations. We have some, we have some interesting conversations with our kids, but we never, we never squash anything. Yeah, and I feel like it's very much a we cultivate we cultivate those those ideas. Yeah, we we don't focus on the conf conformity or like mm -hmm. the forced conforming of the children in thoughts and ideas and concepts because which is our conflict with school. Yeah, because we don't want that idea that we all we don't want to just create subordinates. Our school system was created to to. Uh, to ultimately make subordinate and, children that can either work on a farm or work in a factory. And that's the idea that we were talking about, about how you gauge being a successful parent. Yeah. One of the ideas is about how obedient your children are. And that's not our aim at all. Yeah. Obedient children we want is our not children to question everything. Respectful yeah, is a whole nother conversation. Right. Like I think successful parents have respectful children. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't always necessarily mean uh, like obedient. Right. Like you can be respectful and not obedient because you can respectfully object to, you know, uh, an order. Well, yeah, there's, there's a negative connotation to saying we want our kids to question everything. It doesn't mean they're going to be jerks about it. Right. It just means they're going to, I don't know. What does that mean? 
Well, that means that, that means their their, that mean, that goes back to the concept of that they're going to trust themselves yeah. and use their better judgment in us any any given situation to say yes or no, I agree, disagree, yes or no, I'm going to act or not act, yeah. you know, and and stand up for their own personal convict convictions. Yeah, you know, there's there's a there's a a, a power and a a freedom when you feel confident enough to stand and uh, and move things forward in your own ideas and in your own convictions um, without having to be told what to do or told how to think or any of those components. So those are things that I I, I really cherish as you know rearing children is those conversations of allowing them to disagree and have their own uh, thoughts and concepts and perspectives because they have their own lens that they're operating from. A lot of times parents like myself, I will look at a situation from my lens and past experience and, and past experience and my my upbringing and my parent my the way my parents parented me and you know the trauma that was all in my life yeah. and I'll just and a lot of parents including myself like early on will project our own trauma onto our own kids and and yeah. you know they're not just creating their own reality they're these they're, new perfect unblemished souls with no past ex with maybe they have past experiences but in this world they don't right and so it's just up to us to just cultivate whatever they brought into this world mm -hmm. and not enforce or project our project scars, our, our stuff onto them. And yeah, which I, I picked out this quote that yeah. I wanted to share quickly cool. because I feel like it really kind of reflects a lot of the ideas about how we're parenting our children. Cool. Something. Khalil Gibran, the prophet. And a woman who held a babe against her bosom said, speak to us of children. And he said, your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you yet, they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but not seek to make them like you, for life goes not backward, nor tarries with yesterday. You are the bows from which your children as living arrows are sent forth. The archer see sees the mark upon the path of the infinite, and he bends you with his might that his arrows may go swift and far. Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness. For even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves also the bow that is stable. I love it. I love it too. It's such a great imagery and, and you know. The fact that you're the archer and your children are the arrows. Yeah. That they just go wherever you have no, you can just help, let them go. Yeah. You can help aim them. You can help shape them even. Mm -hmm. but, but they have their own thoughts. It says you may house their bodies, but not their souls. Yeah. 
pretty fun. Yeah. Love that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you guys for being with us today. We love to share our perspective of the world in the in the the realm of parenting and relationships and so glad that you guys were here like and share this if you uh have someone that is a new parent or is a parent that needs to hear anything we're talking about uh leave us a comment uh like thumbs up all that stuff and uh itunes if you can leave a review on itunes itunes really likes that and Mm -hmm. they they will then let more people hear our content. Yes. So set forth and let those arrows fly, people. That's it. Let those arrows fly and let See us you. let us know what your what your concept of parenting success looks like. Yeah. I'm really fascinated by that. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear us discuss, please send us a message on Anchor. We can talk directly. Talk to you soon. Ta ta for now. Ta ta. <laughs>